When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and she said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus saw Mary weeping and the other Jews with her also weeping. He became greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said to them, where have you laid him? And they said, come and see. Then Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how much he loved him. Others said, couldn't this man who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this one from dying? They came to the tomb. It was a cave with a large stone lying against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the other sister of the dead man, said, Lord, already there's a stench He's been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus, again, greatly disturbed, looked upward and he said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I've said this for the sake of those who are standing here so that they might believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out of the tomb. His hands and feet were wrapped in cloth. His face, too, was wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said, unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. A few years ago, I had to look to see, it was 2018 actually, I preached one of my favorite sermons on All Saints Sunday. It was for a friend of mine named Peggy. Peggy had died over the summer, some of you might remember. And though she was a dear friend of our families, we didn't find out about her death until a few weeks after the fact when one of the sermons that I mailed her every Monday morning came back, returned to sender. Peggy lived alone. Her mother and sister had both died already. She'd given up a child for adoption years before, and so on and so on. There was a long list of reasons for why she didn't want to have a funeral. So on that All Saints Sunday, after learning of Peggy's death, I preached a funeral sermon for a funeral that never was. Many of you know that Cross of Grace added a new saint to our list just two weeks ago. Don Campbell died alone in his home on October 20th. Like my friend Peggy, Don was without parents or children to celebrate his life on this side of heaven. His lovely wife of 58 years, Charlotte, had died about five years ago. Like my friend Peggy, Don was very clear about not wanting a funeral service of any kind. I'm not sure about all of his reasons, but I wasn't surprised to find that out. Don was as frugal as he was humble and unassuming. So I'm guessing he just didn't want to spend the money or receive the attention a typical funeral service requires 
or assumes. And I don't mean to make a habit of this, preaching funeral sermons for funerals that don't happen. But since we were all going to be here anyway, (laughs) and since I would have had to preach something this morning, I don't think Don would mind. And more importantly, I think there's something to learn about all the saints, thanks to the life and likes of Don Campbell, on a day like All Saints Sunday. You might know it, and I wouldn't have guessed it, but Don served in the U.S. Army during the Korean War. Not only that, he was a staff sergeant in psychological warfare, which is kind of badass for the little guy who sits in the back corner of the church, I think. One of his greatest joys in recent years was the trip he took as part of one of those honor flights to Washington, D.C. to visit all the memorials there for military veterans. Don was a CPA who served the state of Indiana. He served private clients, larger firms, lots of hospitals in that career. And he used all that wisdom and experience and expertise to volunteer for a variety of the Lutheran churches that he and Charlotte were part of over the years. Don worshipped with us every week at Cross of Grace. Like I said, he sat in the back, usually, somewhere over there most of the time. And even though he was 90 years old, he gladly learned to join us for worship online via Zoom and YouTube without complaint when COVID-19 demanded we keep our distance. In addition to learning that new technology, Don wasn't afraid to make new friends either. Not only did he follow many of his pals from Greenfield over to this new congregation at Cross of Grace several years ago, but Don was charmed by the Blatchley family. And he became good buddies with Linda Duff too after joining our ranks. It seems to me joining new churches and making new friends is not nothing when you're 90. And of course, there was Charlotte. I visited her often in the nursing home over in Greenfield before she died. She was in the Alzheimer's unit there. And I can't think of a time when I showed up, whether I announced it or not, that I didn't see Don already there, too sitting with her, reading the paper by himself, helping her eat, or asleep in the chair next to her, honestly. He was a steadfast, patient, loving presence for his wife, even though she didn't remember who he was or why he was sitting there all the time. So cheers to Don Campbell, our most recent minted saint on this All Saints Sunday. We talked about saints and sinners last week in our faith formation class with the junior high kids. We talked about that very Lutheran reformation notion that we are each of us at the same time on any given day, both saint and sinner. Simul justus et peccator, for those of you who remember your Latin or had stricter confirmation teachers than me. 
It means we're both broken and redeemed. Both sinful and forgiven. Both lost and found. Both dead to our sins and promised new life again in spite of them. And as part of that discussion with the kids, I rattled off the names of some saints. The ones who've garnered some notoriety over the years, who have festival days named and claimed for them in the life of the church and all that. People like St. Francis of Assisi, Mother Teresa, St. Joseph, who's good for real estate, if you buy that kind of thing. But the thing about Luther's understanding of saints and sinners is the holy reminder that we are all, each of us, is a saint in the eyes and by the grace of our God. And we are saints in the eyes of God precisely because we were created in love and we were created for love and we were created by the love of our creator. Don Campbell was and is a saint, not because he served our country or because he volunteered in the church or because he loved his wife so well. Don was and is a saint because the love and grace and mercy of God created him as such and declared him to be so in the waters of his baptism. And Don lived a saintly life in response to the truth and promise of that good news. Thanks be to God. Likewise, we are, each of us, saints. Not because we gathered for worship this morning. Good for you, though. Or because we did something nice yesterday for somebody else. Or because we voted this way or that way. Or because we gave this much money to so many churches or charities or whatever. We are and we will be saints. You and I, in the eyes of God, because God wants it to be so. And we're called to live our lives in righteous, faithful, saintly ways on this side of the grave until we realize the fullness of God's promised grace on the other side of heaven. Whatever and wherever and however that comes to pass. I don't pretend to know the details of that. But when I think about Don Campbell and my friend Peggy and every one of those saints whose names we spoke just a moment ago, take a minute again to be mindful of the saints who've blessed your own life and times. Those faces as you remember them, those lives for which we are so grateful We give thanks for their memory, for the blessings they shared with this world, for the source of love that they were and that they are, and for the way that love surrounds us still and calls us to live with joy and hope, with purpose and peace in their honor. For their sake. And in the name of Jesus. Who does for us what he did for Mary and for Martha and for the 
crowd outside of Lazarus' tomb. He calls us to believe in this kind of surprising, amazing, unmitigated grace. And he promises that we will see the glory of God on this side of heaven and the next when we do. Amen.